Welcome back to the Wise Man's Page. It's the daily podcast where we read a page of the Wise Man's Fear and then we talk about it. This is page 925. A snub I can live with, I said, relieved. I've been snubbed by better folk than her. That was a hundred years ago, Braden said. Things have changed. The problem was, once the wooden rings were seen as a snub, some servants would be offended by them. You don't want to offend the master of your stables, so you don't send him a wooden ring. If he doesn't get a wooden ring, then your tailor might be offended by one. I nodded my understanding. And so on. Eventually, anyone was offended by a wooden ring. Brayden nodded. A wise man is careful to stay on the good side of his servants, he said. Even the boy that brings your dinner can carry a grudge, and there are a thousand invisible revenges available to the lowest of them. Wooden rings aren't used at all anymore. They probably would have fallen out of memory entirely if they weren't used as a plot device in a handful of plays. I looked at the ring. So I'm lower than the boy who collects the slops. Brayden cleared his throat self-consciously. More than that, actually, he pointed. That means to her you aren't even a person. You aren't worth recognizing as a human being. Ah, I said. I slid the wooden ring onto my finger and made a fist. It was quite a good fit, actually. It's not the sort of ring you wear, Brayden said uncomfortably. It's quite the other sort of ring, actually. He gave me a curious look. I don't suppose you still have Alvarin's ring. He's asked for it back, actually. I picked the mayor's letter off the table and handed it to Brayden as well. At your earliest convenience, Brayden quoted with a dry chuckle. That says quite a bit more than it seems. He set the letter down. Still, it's probably better this way. If he left you with his favor, you'd be a battleground for them. A peppercorn between her mortar and his pestle. They would crush you with their bickering. His eyes flickered back to the wooden ring on my hand. I don't suppose she gave it to you personally, he asked, hopefully. She sent it with a runner. I let out a low sigh. The guard saw it, too. There was a knock on the door. I answered it, and a runner boy handed me a letter. I closed the door and looked at the seal. Lord Prevec, I said. Brayden shook his head. I swear that man spends every waking moment with his ear against a keyhole or his tongue up someone's ass. That's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Drea. I'm Jeremy. Lord Prevec living his best life. Um, <laughs> so this is what Jordana and I were kind of alluding to yesterday. That, like this wooden ring is meant to signify that Meloin thinks that Quoth is like literally subhuman, not worth recognizing as a human being. And what does Quoth do? He immediately puts the ring on, uh, which I think is very interesting and very resonant with the way a lot of like minority subcultures react to the ways in which they are discriminated against by kind of aggressively flaunting their their otherness as a way to signal like, you know, I'm here, I'm not going anywhere, get used to it. So, you know, and the, that's true from, you know, like minority subcultures, like queer people, you know, queer people often have lots of tattoos. They have like colorful hair. They're going to like, you know, put rainbow flags on everything. Uh, you know, punks, you know, that's part of like, part of like, just like even apart from like, you know, persecuted minorities, like a big part of any subculture is to have a really identifiable visual signifier of like, this is who I am. This is what my deal is. And if you don't like it, uh, you can go screw. And I think that's what Quoth is doing here by putting on this ring. Someone's going to declare that I'm subhuman. Well, you know, yeah, I am a Demira. What of it? Yes. 
I have nothing but agreement for this statement. <laughs> what do you think of the line, um, at your earliest convenience, that says quite a bit more than it says. I have no idea. It seems. What does that mean? Jeremy, what do you think? You're our resident close reader. That is me. Uh, at your earliest convenience. I think that could be the mayor. Give, that could be taken as the mayor kind of giving Quoth a little bit of leeway, right? Because you could read that as like, give it back to me right away. Or you could be like, give it back to me at your earliest convenience, but as long as it's prudent to do so, so let people think that you still have my ring and are thus in my favor. Because maybe we discussed yesterday, like who knows what, like does, does Alvaron know that Meloin is sending forth this letter and when, and we're about to learn that the whole court, you know, knows that Meloin sent forth this wooden ring and this letter even if they don't know what the letter says, they know that he's persona non grata. So the mayor might be giving Quoth the benefit of, you know, like you can, you can like trade on my good name for a little while longer because you're about to be in the shit house with everybody else. Or it could be precisely the opposite. It could be like, my wife's pissed at you. I can only protect you so far. I need my ring back because I can't be publicly associated with you any longer. The letter I sent you is the best I can do. And it's interesting to think of the mayor that way. Again, I'm discovering so much about the mayor on this read because I definitely prior read this as like, get out, I'm done with you in the past. But now I read this, like you said, Jeremy, like it might be a, you know, almost conciliatory, like, I'm sorry we couldn't work together explicitly, but you have impressed me, uh, you know, get out in a way that makes you look and feel good. And maybe the door is open for us to work together again, but maybe not officially. I don't know. There's something. Oh, there's I definitely don't on. think it's that's really what he's saying. <laughs> you don't think that's what he's saying? All right. Well, no, I think he's saying I, think... I need you out of town today, but I, but I would prefer if you not die. Uh huh. All right, that's fair. I'm happy not to speculate. Of course you are. What? Since when? You adore speculating. I mean, I actually do really enjoy speculating, but in this particular case, I will be on my fence. You may make an appointment. <laughs> do you think it's verisimilitudinous that people don't want to offend their servants by giving them rings like this? I mean, it makes sense. I think so. I think, well, I definitely think like there are certain ones you wouldn't want to. Like Brayden's logic makes sense to me. That there are certain ones you wouldn't want to offend. Certain ones are like more important, but then you have to be mindful of like all the various power dynamics and it amongst to your trickle servants. down. Yeah, exactly. And so eventually it becomes prudent just not to use them at all anymore. Like I don't you're, I guess because they're not all like scullery servants, right? There are some servants with status. There are stapeses, there are heads of the household, there are heads of this and that who hold status even amongst the servants. They're not all like chattel to you. Mm. Yeah, that's fair enough. All right. Letter time. Letter time. This is from Curtis who writes on fear and remorse. Pagifery. That worked better in my head on page. 795, Vashit is contemplating executing Quoth and tells him not to speak because she cannot trust what he says. 
strictly partially because he said it out of fear and thus is not necessarily representative of his true feelings. But is Quoth actually afraid? He might just be feeling guilty or remorseful, even if he does not fully agree with Bashit's philosophy on learning martial arts. I am not under the impression that he feels any fear yet. He does not even know that he might soon be killed for what he revealed about himself. I think he wants to make amends and nothing particularly more. Now that may still make the apology insincere, although I do not think that it is necessarily the case. And it does not alleviate her other concerns, such as the fact that he is charming and manipulative. But it does mean that she misjudged his emotions and motivations, and thus is reasoning wrongly in this narrow regard, but probably not generally. Without a sign-off this time, signed Curtis. I think uh, that she does not know how powerful Quoth is, right? She only later realizes how powerful of a sympathist he is, and that's why he's not afraid, because he doesn't really believe that even if she tried to kill him, she could. Because he thinks he's got his little ace in the hole of his uh, sympathy. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's definitely possible. I I just don't think that he thinks she'd really do it. I think on some level he just can't quite bring himself to believe that. Which yeah, it could be that might too. be hubris on his part. Reasonable. Probably. Quoth with hubris? I wouldn't hear of it. No. Yeah, I can't imagine that. But listeners, you can try to imagine it on tomorrow's page. Uh. I'm trying to do a bit about us having hubris. This podcast will never die. The wind. Jordana will never die. <laughs> okay.